If you want to feel anxious and unhappy all the time when you make a cold call, make sure that you are attached to the outcome because then you'll feel like you suck if you don't get a meeting. Here's the thing, you don't suck. But if you're attached to the outcome and you don't get it, you're going to feel less than. There's this sort of lacking mentality. And because your thoughts affect how you feel, you go into this downward spiral. So what's the way out of this? Change your intent. Of course you think your prospect needs what it is that you're selling, otherwise you wouldn't pick up the phone. But you don't actually know if they have a problem until you actually have a conversation with you. When you assume you're for everyone, you end up saying things that sound pushy. And whenever prospects feel the push, they enter the zone of resistance. And when prospects reject the pitch, you go into this downward spiral and you feel rejected. So what I want to talk to you today about on this episode is approaching the cold call like a mini discovery call instead of like a pitch where you're going to let go of assumptions and be curious about how your prospect is getting the job done today without you to see if there's even a problem rather than assuming there's a problem. See the shift there? When you let go of assumptions and you go into discovery mode and you're asking questions, you can't pitch. If you're asking questions and you're being curious, that cannot exist at the same time as pitching. Because when you're pitching, you're making a statement. But when you're curious, you're asking questions. And when you're in question mode and you're doing discovery, prospects are not going to feel the pressure of the pitch. So here's what that might sound like on a cold call. Prospect picks up the phone and in a very calm TED Talk-like voice where you're detached from the outcome, you're simply going to say this. Hey, John, my name is Josh with Captivate IQ. We have never spoken before, and I know you're probably in the middle of something, but I was hoping you could help me out for a moment. And if you say that in a calm voice without having the intent to book a meeting, you'll find that most of the time people will say, uh, how can I help you? And then you're going to go to the second part. And you're going to say something like this. Hey, thanks a lot. I'll be brief. Uh, so we're working with Michael Duncan in RevOps over at Gong, and I came across your name. Are you still involved with commission management? Let's dissect that a little bit. Two parts to this. One is I'm using a little credibility builder, working with someone similar to you, Michael Duncan, who's also in RevOps at Gong, similar type of company in terms of size, and I came across your name. That's going to give people some context as to why I'm calling them while also establishing a little credibility. And then I'm going to very quickly ask a question to make sure I'm in the right place. So I ask, are you still involved with commission management? Now, one of two very predictable things is going to happen here. They're either going to say, I am or I'm not. What they're not going to say is, I'm not interested. Or we're working with a vendor because we're not asking those types of questions. In other words, we're not pitching, right? So we're asking a question. And if they say, no, that's not me, you might simply say this. I know it's not your job to help salespeople that are lost, but would you be open to pointing me to the person who does handle that? And they might give you a name and then you might say something like this. Would it be okay if I told him or her that you pointed me in their direction? Uh, sure, now you have a referral. Assuming that they are responsible for commission management, you might say something like this. Again, discovering how they're getting the job done today. You might say, so we're seeing that most RevOps teams are using Excel 
or rebuilding Google Sheets one by one to determine payouts. If you don't mind me asking, are you using spreadsheets to calculate and run commission statements? Let's pause here and dissect that a little bit. I am asking a question in a very specific way around how they're probably getting the job done today. If they're already automating it, it's a very different conversation. If they're doing it manually, it's a very different conversation. Again, I'm discovering. And the prospect might say something like this, unfortunately we are, and they might sigh. And you might pick up on that, and you might say something like this, sounds like it's been tough sledding. So Chris Voss calls this a label, and what you're doing here is you're putting language to the underlying emotion the other person is feeling. And they might say something like this, it is what it is. And then you're not gonna pitch. You're gonna assume that this person who's been doing the job for 15 years does know about automation and perhaps they've looked into it. And you wanna get their take. So that might sound like this. Hey, John, you know, given your 10 plus years in RevOps, I'm sure you've looked into this. I'm curious, what's your take on automating comp statements to reduce compensation inaccuracies and manual data entry? And then pause. And the prospect might say, we actually have looked into it. And I'm skeptical that a tool can handle the complexities of our org. To which you might reply, skeptical? And now you're gonna get a little more information to see if there's a fit. See the shift here? I'm not assuming we're a fit, I'm discovering. And now we've started a conversation. The joy of cold calling happens when you don't have an agenda and when you don't have expectations. Ditch the pitch, ask some questions, poke the bear, illuminate opportunities, by shining a light on, in this case, automating commission payouts. When you have this different intent, you feel completely different and you also get different results.